0: Chapter ten of the Gulf Ship This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Nigel Boydell. The Gulf Ship by John C. Hutchison. Chapter ten Mystification Old Masters turned his face towards me as the fleeting vision became swallowed up in the darkness that now obscured the sky to the westwards, and I saw that he looked horror-struck, staring into space, spellbound. As for me, I cannot express what I felt, because I am unable to describe it fully. "'There! There!' I exclaimed, clutching Captain Applegarth's arm in nervous horror. "'There she is again!' but the skipper although startled by the sudden appearance of the mysterious vessel in the first instance as his ejaculation on catching sight of her showed evidently did not regard her in the same light as the boatswain and myself why haldane what's the matter with you my lad he said in a joking way you seem all of a tremble and by george you grip tight i beg your pardon sir i'm sure i stammered out trying to pull myself together as I released his arm. But, but, did you did, did you see her, sir? See that ship just now? Yes, of course I did. I suppose she sighted us lying here like a log and wanted us to report her or something. Though why they lit that flare up over the stern, I am sure I can't imagine. They couldn't expect us to read her name at that distance. She must have been close on five miles off. But, sir, I cried out quickly she's the same the same what Haldane why the ship in distress sir that I sighted at sunset on Friday night just before our breakdown Captain Applegarth whistled through his teeth my good lad he said incredulously that's simply impossible well sir you may not believe me i urged rather nettled that he should put me down in this way "'but I declare to you, she is the identical vessel I saw that evening, "'as I told you at the time, and of which we went in chase till the gale stopped us "'and our machinery gave out. "'I cannot doubt the evidence of my own eyes, sir.' "'My dear boy,' replied the skipper, in kinder tones than I expected to this outburst, "'for he was a hot-tempered man generally, "'and disliked anything like argument from his officers when he had once said his say.' being of the opinion that his word should be last. Just reflect a moment and let your own natural good sense decide the point. How can it be likely that the vessel you asserted you saw on Friday night, hundreds of miles away from here, should come across us now under precisely similar circumstances, considering all that has happened since? She's the same ship, sir, nevertheless, I maintain stubbornly though I was a bit puzzled on my own account mind by his putting the case so strongly. The vessel I saw on Friday night was a full-rigged ship, with her sails knocked about and had her ensign hoisted half-mast high at the peak, and this one seemed the same in every particular. I did not notice all that when she burned the flare up just now. The light only lasted an instant." "'There is something in that, certainly, Haldane,' answered the skipper wavering a little, I thought, in his ideas. Still, when one is inclined to believe in a thing, the imagination is often a great aid in turning a wish into a certainty. Besides, sir, I continued, wishing to clench my argument, if we were driven out of our course by the gale, she might have been similarly affected, and the winds and currents might have brought us together again. That's possible, but not probable, he rejoined i have known two bottles of the same weight dropped overboard from the same ship at the same harbour and-well sir one was found landed on lawford and isles off the coast of norway and the other came ashore at sandy point in the straits of magellan he laughed when he said this apparently thinking he had utterly settled the matter but i checkmated him with his own theory the very uncertainty of the action of the currents of the atlantic which you instance, sir I said, shows that what you think impossible might be very possible, and the strange, weird vessel that I saw three nights ago might have come within sight of us again. That's one for you, Haldane, acknowledged the skipper very good-naturedly, for he was a fair man when anything was laid clearly before him. But recollect, no one saw this ship distinctly but yourself. I couldn't say of my own knowledge what rig she was, "'and I certainly didn't see any flag or sign of distress. "'I only saw something that looked like a ship "'burning a flare up in the distance, that's all.' "'Big pardon, sir,' whispered Old Master, "'stepping up and touching his cap, "'ere he addressed the skipper. "'But I seed the ghost ship too, sir, "'the same as Master Aldane here.' "'The skipper wheeled round and stared at him. "'Ghost ship, man? What do you mean?' i means that there ghost shit that ove in sight just now and which have passed us afore sir. she be sent as a warning to us i knows and as a christian man cap'n applegarth i takes it as such. the old seaman spoke so earnestly that the skipper although he had hard work to keep himself in answered him without ridiculing his extraordinary delusion as he held it to be i'm a christian man too i hope bo'sun he said i believe in a divine power above and put my trust in a merciful providence but i can't believe in any of your queer supernatural visitations whether as warnings or what not not if you see the same blessed thing three times no not if i saw it a hundred times he roared out impatiently ah seeing is believing all he says whined old masters not a whit shaken on the point "'in spite of the skipper's scepticism. "'Master Haldane seed it, and I seed it, "'and poor Jackson seed it.' "'Indeed!' cried the skipper. "'I did not know that he had been on deck before the accident.' "'It were out of that, sir, that he seed the ghost ship,' "'said the old boatswain, in reply to the implied question. "'It were just afore he died.' "'Just before he died?' repeated Captain Applegarth indignantly as if he thought he was being made a fool of. Why, man, the poor fellow was out of his mind then and besides, never stirred out of his cabin. Ah, but he had the warning just the same, for Weston it was told me as how Jackson seed the ship and cried out when he lay there a dying. Bulkheads can't keep spirits out, sir. Nor in either, as I know to my cost, returned the skipper dryly. Your friend Weston is pretty familiar with him if they come in his way, I fancy. Stuff and nonsense, bosun. How can you believe such rubbish? The other night you imagined the reflection of your own vessel when that meteor came by to be a ghost ship, as you call it, in your absurd folly. And tonight, when that craft to win us passed and lit a flare up, hanged if you aren't at it again with your ghost ship. By George, it makes me sick, masters, to think that a grown man and a good seaman like yourself should be such a confounded ass. Ass or no ass, there she were, said the old fellow doggedly. But here comes Mr. Fosset, sir. You were on the poop-aft when that vessel passed as I speaks on. Ax him what you thinks of her, and if she weren't the same foolery ship as Master Aldane and all of us seed. I will, replied Captain Applegarth promptly, and on the first mate approaching nearer he hailed him. "'I say, Fossett, what did you think of that ship just now?' The other's answer, however, bewildered the skipper more than Masters and I had done previously. "'Ship?' said the first mate. "'What ship?' "'That vessel that lit the flare-up a while ago.' "'I didn't see the flare-up,' replied Fawcett, "'and certainly no ship has passed us to my knowledge "'since I've been on deck.' "'By George, I don't know what or who to believe!' exclaimed Captain Applegarth, looking from one to the other of us. "'You've set my very brain's wool-gathering between you, with your vessels in distress and ghost ships. I'm hanged if I won't go down to the engine room and have a little practical common sense knocked into me, as well as see how they're getting on with the repairs to the machinery.' So saying, the skipper went below, and as there was nothing particular for me to do on deck, I followed his example. Instead of proceeding down to the engine room, however, I only went as far as my own bunk and turned in, wondering what the morrow would bring forth. I was haunted, though, by strange dreams all through the night, continually waking up and then getting to sleep again in snatches, only to wake up again immediately after I had dropped off. End of chapter 10